All right. Welcome, everybody. This is Remy Please of Overtime with the Flight Room. I am with Keys, Boo Boy, Corey Moe, the usuals, and our lovely guest, Penny L.A. Shepard. Penny is a fellow content creator, researcher, writer, singer, fighter, MK Ultra survivor, a straight up, you know, human encyclopedia from the conversation we had. (laughs) (laughs) And I mean, you could say she's an inspiration for the character Eleven on Stranger Things. Welcome, I I, Welcome, Thank you. I don't actually, you know, Dave says that too, but I don't think the Duffer Brothers even know I exist, to tell uh-huh. you the truth. So that would be like, I don't even know how to describe it because when I started, I'm a writer. Mm-hmm. I've been writing since I was in sixth grade. And when I was coming out of MK Ultra, I started writing, it was actually a television script called Bradford and Valentine. So Bradford and Valentine, I wrote myself into the into it and I separated myself into three characters because I had too much character for one character. It's not being egotistical. I just... Mm-hmm. different you know it was like me merging the two char- the two agents that they had given me the two alter personas within a month they were already merged most people spent a lifetime trying to merge that but i didn't because they were pretty much on the surface because they needed to utilize me in covert ops so when i started writing bradford and valentine uh, it was uh, an amalgamation of the t- tv shows psyched lucifer of course and castle and uh so my character was laura dora valentine she's a dea agent she has a white shepherd named uh cooper who wears a vest because he doesn't want to get shot and then when i saw bill cooper i started crying because like do i know him (laughs) and and when i when i woke up seriously when i woke up so to speak they call it an awakening but i called it coming out of a coma essentially i when i started finding these people i was like everyone i wanted to talk to they were dead Oh, wow. Yeah. And I was like, uh, I'm pretty sure I know this guy because I started part of my career in Arizona and he died in eager Arizona. He was shot because he didn't wear a vest. So the only person that I trusted as Laura Adora Valentine is my dog. It's a white shepherd. Hmm. And uh, he was he actually had a ranch. He coined the phrase sheeple. So when I saw him, I was like, I know him from somewhere. Did I do I know him from Arizona? Because I, I started, you know, pronouncedly gigging in Lake Havasu in Arizona when I was uh, with my first handler, Darrell, who I later came to find out. It's my belief that he's actually the son of Albert Speer, who is Hitler's minister of war and architect. And then I started asking questions when I was waking up. And I asked, why did my former agent, and I'll just refer to him as John, why did John look like Joseph Mengele, Hitler's yeah. scientist? These are questions maybe you don't want to ask because you'll be declared enemy of the state, but that's not me. And I said, you know, why does John look like Joseph Mengele? Why do I look like Irene Schoenbein, who married Joseph Mengele? And why does my murdered brother David look like their son, Rolf? And David wrote a book entitled The Whistleblower, which was about the Vatican, Bush, and my evil family. And I remember I didn't get the book. I got a copy of the screenplay because I'm a writer. And I've been a writer since I was young. And David says, hey, you're the writer in the family. Can you tell me how to write a screenplay? I say, no, you're going to have to actually like take a course on that. I can't teach you that over the phone. But basically, I can give you, I can elucidate to you the difference between the book and a screenplay. The book, you can use adverbs and descriptives. And you can, you know, provide 
what uh, pictorial is of the, of the scene. However, in a screenplay, you actually need to use dialogue that's going mm. to run, that's going to motivate you. And then you need to give uh, screen directives to uh, the cinematographers as to, you know, what they're going to be uh, shooting. And then they, they do storyboards based on that. Because mm -hmm. I've been in acting also. So I'm a trained actress. I was trained at Sella Adler Conservatory of Acting. I was trained as an actress when I was little. My mom was grooming us as act, doing acting and singing. And I remember the very first time I did anything remotely like that, I was like three. And my mom, uh, they had the reel-to-reels. I'm old, so I'm talking old tech. <laughs> <laughs> so it was like the, the a reel-to-reel. -reel, and I remember... We did this thing um, on, uh, I think it was uh, Machine Gun Kelly. Hmm. I'm not exactly sure who it was right now. Cause it, oh, Babyface Nelson. That's who it was. Babyface Nelson. And my brother, David, who's now dead, um, she says, th there's a line. She says, Babyface Nelson, come out of the house. And then I say to him, hey, how much you get? <laughs> I'm like, three, right? <laughs> how much you get? You know, yeah. as far as like the loot. So that was like my first thing that I can remember. Then at 58, I left my husband, who was a former San Diego Carlsbad PD, and he was a sergeant at one time. He got demoted. I'm not sure why, but he had told me that he was uh, accused of rape. I think he actually did it now. Um, and I was essentially given to him. So how a handler works is they are brought into your life. You think that that's just coincidental, but it's not. So my first handler that I was given to at 17, he was 30, was Darrell. And uh, Darrell basically took me along to these different studios in Miami. And uh, I sang I sang backup for, I don't even know whose albums I sang on. Uh, when I start researching, you know, some of the studios that I was at, my high school was North Miami Beach Senior High School. About six minutes from there was Criterion Records. And Criterion, Jackie Gleason was there. It's been there for a very long time. Gaga and everybody still goes down there. And um, they uh, they produced Hotel California. Part of Hotel California was done there in 76. So I was there at that studio in 76. And I don't know, you know, I, I don't know who I was singing for because they would just pull me in and I would just do a, a vocal line. And, of course, I wouldn't get any credit because I'm the slave. So the slave doesn't get any credit right. and I would just go in lay down a track. And if somebody, you know, is sick, like uh, when I went to California, I started working with um, Andy Botner who worked with Tony Tennille and somehow Tony was in his family because he had worked and done, had gotten a couple of gold records. And then when I start coming out of MK Ultra and I realized he knew Darrell and he also knew my brother, John, and I say, hey, don't you want to talk to your old student? And I'm just pissed. Mm. And um, I say, you know, if I saw you right now, um, I would slap you across the face. Because now I know what happened. And I know mm. that for 60 years or 58, 59, 60 years, these people are still lying about who they are and lying about that they don't even know one another. That's frightening. Yeah. Mm. Okay, so. Wow. So um, we're going to say this a lot <laughs> during this episode, I'm sure. But um, all right. So in, in like layman's terms, because like, you know, we know and maybe not a lot of our listeners know, like, what is MK Ultra like to you? Like, how can you explain like MK Ultra or 
and you explained like how you were writing to kind of come out of that kind of like um that fog yes you, you know what i mean like yes what is and how did you come out of it okay so I have a different definition of MK Ultra. Many MK Ultra victims that are still they're very fragmented. So they don't have a cohesiveness about them, you know, and they can be easily triggered. But I am an actress, so I think that's why um my my cover or my if you would refer to like alter because I mm -hmm. I don't feel that I have those anymore. I think I've integrated the two that were there because they use me for covert activities under hypnosis. So let me give you a couple broad spectrum uh, understandings of MK Ultra as I understand it to be. Mm -hmm. Okay, so it's an uh, it's an anagram, not an anagram. Um, it's a uh, its actual meaning is manufactured killers utilizing lethal tradecraft requiring assassinations. Okay, mm -hmm. so uh, that would be one definition of it. Now the other definition, which is more broad based is I believe the entire world is under MK Ultra, okay, in one okay. form of another, all right? Um, you can get to varying degrees of it, like Kathy O'Brien degrees, where uh, their DID, Dissociative Identity Disorder, like Roseanne, is multiple personality disorder, okay? Um, and their the multiple personality disorder, I don't think you ever get over that. I really don't. Roseanne seems to still be having issues with that. Um, mm. But that would be the 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 when we talk about like super soldiers, that's a form of MK Ultra. Mm, yeah. And then, but when we talk about the, out now too. yeah, when like we talk about the yeah. broad-based definition, it would incorporate. I speak on the military-industrial entertainment complex, which I'm part of, which that is part of the military-industrial complex. Okay, we are one and the same. They work hand in hand. One cannot work without the other. So we have the propagandist. Uh, form of uh, the MK Ultra endeavors, which would be the military industrial entertainment complex, which would be the DOJ, the um, DARPA, um, the CIA, the NSA, um, you know, varying three lettered agencies, which are involved the military. Um, and then we have the Mockingbird Media. We have the pastors. We have the yeah. um, the actual entertainment industry, which would be television. We have the Mockingbird Media, which would involve all of written materials uh, which are propagandized against us we have the politicians so there's a hierarchy under the illuminatus agenda of the new world order which it's its currency is mk ultra okay mm -hmm. so there's wow. many there's many broad-based definitions i there's this one guy who's like oh well you don't talk about mk ultra like everybody else says i'm like and that's bad because it's it's not just um, you know, a sex slave. It's not just a presidential model. It's not just a covert asset. It involves um, the. It involves a global um, agenda for controlling the the populace of planet Earth. Right. Wow, man. Yeah, that's 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 a huge perspective. And if people like, I don't know, to like simplify it, like people love Mike Tyson, and we watch you know his documentaries, and you will see him being actually hypnotized on camera by his trainer customado like literally hypnotized and just going on like a you know pretty much you know a killing spree in the ring and he was literally you know controlled his, his mind was controlled but yeah so. yes so it's your agents your managers your mothers your fathers your sisters your brothers your doctors your lawyers your employers your um your pastors 
they're all involved in MK Ultra mind control endeavors, and they're secret. They're they are the secret government. So I was also told by a friend of mine who said he was being groomed for a position in the White House. He was independent, so he said he didn't have to deal with the <laughs> Republican Democrat thing. But he declined, and he was also a, a vet. And he said, "Do you know who Phil Schneider is?" And I'm like, um, "You know, no." And he said, "Well, look him up." So I look him up, and then he says, "Do you know why Phil Schneider started talking?" I said, no. And he said, after he got in that fight with the aliens, which they actually had technology. This is what Phil said. They had technology in them. So it's like either laser eyes or whatever, out of their hands or whatever. That's what they used. Um, he said that he, after he got in the firefight, that he went to a meeting and those same entities that he was fighting were there. Hmm. And that's when he started talking. That's crazy. Man, yeah. What? Hey. The f- and my you- friend's now dead. I remember Phil Schneider uh, videos back in the day on YouTube, like when it was like the, you know, how we say it, the Wild Wild West. But the now, Wild Wild, yeah. Yeah, you cannot find that anymore. So right. he's the one that um, went underground, right? Yes, yeah. I think he was at Dulce and he got in a firefight. He was like Los Alamos. He, he was a ton, was, I'm not exactly sure where it was, but he was, uh, it was a tunneler, right? He was doing mm-hmm, some tunneling. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then he encountered these beings that had, some kind of you know laser weaponry in their bodies mm-hmm. and then they you know whacked off a couple of his fingers mm-hmm. yep. you know he wasn't doing this for attention he ended up you know suicided mm-hmm. red tie suicided or piano wire suicided mm-hmm. but pretty you know, usual yep yeah you know that you know when they hang themselves with the piano wire and then shoot themselves twice in the back of the head yeah <laughs> something's a little fishy yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but all right so yeah you touched on um you know the entertainment industrial you know angle so like is there anybody you can point to now that's like we can like uh kind of relate to because us here on this show you know we can go down the list but like is there anybody now that you can point to um well i i am on dave zublik's dark outpost on fridays they'll have this friday off um, and I speak about three hours on um, Hollywood. So um, what I do when I report like on Johnny Depp, I'm not reporting on Johnny Depp and Amber Heard in the trial. I'm actually reporting on Johnny Depp and all of his Hollywood acquaintances. So Johnny Depp and Amber are both very messed up individuals. Um, when I started looking for pictures of myself because they took all my pictures from me. So I didn't have pictures from childhood and um I, so I was looking for anything that I had uploaded onto the web or that was in, a, you know, classmates.com. So I'm looking for my my middle school, which I know I was erased in my middle school because I left these little Hansel and Gretel moments where I literally erased my picture out of the yearbook and I remembered it. Why would I erase my picture out of the yearbook? So wow. I was telling myself I was erased. Okay. So this high, this middle school that I went to, which I wasn't supposed to go to it. I lived in Miami Beach. And I was in um, Dade County, but I went to a school in Broward County. And I was told to say that that my grandmother, who I thought was my fake grandmother, who might actually be my real grandmother, um, I was told to say that I'd live with her and I didn't like lying. So my mom had to actually say that lie. And I've been that way since I was a child. So I'm looking for pictures of myself at Henry D. Perry Middle School. And I find Johnny Depp's picture there. Uh-huh. And I'm like, what? <laughs> in the actual hell? And so... Um, then I, then I'm five years older than Johnny. So he has two sisters. He has one named Christy. I forget what the other 
I think the other girl's name is like Debbie. And uh, so one's two years older than me and one's two years younger than me. And my cousin went to school with Deb and with Christy. So Christy was born in 61, Deb was born in 63, or Christy was born in 60. My cousin was born in 61, Deb was born in 63. So they went to Sunshine Elementary School. I had the same teachers as he did. So if Johnny was playing guitar in middle school, he must have gone to band and had Mr. DeZoba. But he had Mr. Brandis, who was my science teacher, and Mr. Brandis gave him a glowing report. Um, and I know that that school was an MK Ultra school. So I'm trying to figure out who Johnny is, right? So then when this comes up, then I start analyzing all of Johnny's connections. So one of his connections is um, uh, Winona Ryder. Winona Ryder is in Stranger mm. Things. Right? Oh, right. Yeah. yeah. And so she was his girlfriend for a period of time. And so I did on them too. Yeah. So I say, uh, okay, so what was her background? So I look at her background, her background, her one of her godfathers was Timothy Leary, MK Ultra Psychologist. And then the other one was Allen Ginsberg. And Allen Ginsberg was Nambla. Boy Love. Oh, okay. Okay. So then Johnny Depp, who's a total, you know, drug addict. And his pal, his best friend, is Marilyn Manson. Hmm. So um, I'm writing blogs, and I have my blog is my name, Shepard, S H E P A R D, and the word entertainment.blogspot.com. Mm -hmm. So I've got like 35 chapters. Chapter 27, I believe, is about CIA Rose McGowan. She's CIA CAA Rose McGowan. And uh, Jennifer Syme, who was uh, Keanu Reeves' girlfriend. And Jennifer Syme, Hollywood Sacrifice, and then Ted Gunderson rises from the grave just in time for Hall for uh, Halloween. Wow. It's okay. Kind of yes. Yeah. Penny's uh, um, website is in this description of this video on YouTube, and it's going to be everywhere that uh, we post this. But um, yes, jeez, uh, 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 Gunderson, right? Gunderson, yeah. and um, what's the connection with him and uh, Michael Aquino? Okay, so uh, I am studying Gunderson, and I actually talked to some family members and uh, to a granddaughter who then proceeds to tell me that I'm a Satanist because I say her 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 jeepa is was not a good man. And then I try to reiterate how the FBI actually was formed under uh, tutu-wearing Satanist Hoover, who was raping little boys in Hollywood. And um, and his the currency, of course, has always been blackmail, pornography. Um, that's what the CIA does, the FBI does, the NSA does. That's what they all do. They get so blackmail. Yep. yep. And uh, so Gunderson was uh, he was head of uh, the FBI in Memphis, in um, Dallas, he, he had, and uh, L.A. and a couple other places. I think Albuquerque and. He was SAC, special agent in charge. And how did he get those gigs? Because he says, you know, to pump himself up, that he worked the cases of Marilyn Monroe of JFK. Well, really? Because everybody lied about those cases. Hmm. There's no truth in what, in what we found out. So essentially what you're saying is that you covered up these cases and you want everyone to think that you're a great guy. So then I start researching him further and I listened to Ed Opperman. When I research somebody, I don't just take one source. I try to go to people that knew these individuals. Um, I try to, you know, read literature on them. 
Um, I tried to listen to interviews. So Ed Opperman had done some interviews in which he was talking about the McMartin case. And he said that it was alleged that he was couch surfing. Uh, Gunderson was couch surfing and he was like the Lonely Hearts Club. Uh, so he was getting with these widows and building them of money. And then he got with one of the McMartin uh, women who I think her daughter was a Vic and she gave him the money to investigate the tunnels. And she said that he had been talking to Michael Aquino on a daily basis. Then eventually at some point he marries Anton LaVey's uh, ex or widow, if you will, the they never actually got married. Yeah. yeah. Um, Diane Rivley. And then people were trying to convince me on other shows. Oh, she became a Christian. I'm like, yeah, right. You know, no, and way did she become a Christian? She wrote the Satanic Bible. She was eating children, you know, eating human and drinking blood. So, you know, hey, nice try. And then his his you know granddaughter's calling me a Satanist because I'm calling out, calling him out for who he is. He's not who you think he is. He was COINTEL, and he even admitted he was COINTEL. So people don't understand what is COINTEL Pro. And I always used to think it was uh, counterintelligence professionals, right? you know, a mm. counterintelligence program, but seriously, mm. it is counterintelligence professionals. Mm. They do this as a profession. That's what the CIA, the NSA, the FBI, they're all trained in dissemination of disinformation. Yeah. So, you know, that's what, that was his craft. He hid, the, he hid more than just JFK and uh, Marilyn Monroe. He hid some copiously evil shit along his career that you will never know about. So people are like, well, why was he disclosing? Because I remember getting in an argument with my brother, John, which I thought at that point it was kind of strange. Why am I arguing with my entertainment agent about some of these things? Hmm. He's my handler and about uh, Gunderson. And he says, well, I say, because uh, uh, at the time I thought, oh, Gunderson, he's telling, you know, I fell for it. He's telling everybody where the planes are that are dropping all these, you know, these things on uh, chemicals on people. He's got the tail numbers and da, 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 He's a good guy. And they killed him with arsenic and his body turned black. And, and then later on. And so John says, well, his son says he died of cancer. And I'm like thinking later on, I'm thinking like, what? That is a weirdest conversation, right? How would you even know who Gunderson is? Right. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah, man. Yeah. The whole, when, when I heard you talking about uh, Michael Aquino and, like for people who don't know, is a uh, uh, army lieutenant colonel, and uh, pretty much he was the first chaplain of the U.S. Army for the the Church of Satan. So, you know, they gave him that avenue in our, you know, our in our U.S. military. <laughs> so, yeah. so people yeah. to try to separate the two. Now they gave this man the free <laughs> lane to, you know, go ahead and do your thing, and then the whole uh, Presidio. Right. Uh, the whole Presidio yeah. debacle where he it was alleged. I don't know. I, I think it was like 200 children to mm -hmm. complain, but then they whittled it down. And then um, and the McMartin case was also another case, which was a precedent case, too. And when I'm researching the Martin case, they had this naked uh, naked movie star game. And then I had watched Mrs. Doubtfire like seven or eight times with Robin Williams. And then when I'm working on the both of them, I'm like, oh, shit. Mrs. Doubtfire is Mrs. McMartin. I had a picture of Mrs. McMartin and a picture of Mrs. Doubtfire. And they look identical. They're wearing the same clothes, the same glasses, the same face. And I was like, shit. You know what? So think about this for just a second. So you're a little kid and you're being taken from these tunnels and you're playing the naked movie star game. But somebody's dressed in masks. 
So wow. you, so you found the mess. Yeah. Uh, right. They found the mess on, on U.S. military bases, and you know, I think like always like the you know dead giveaways. A lot of these children that were abused had you know venereal diseases. So yes, yeah. And then uh, what happened? The NSA came in and said, "Nope, not today," because he is a uh, he he's retired AFIO affiliated um, former intel agents or officers. Okay. He also worked with John B. Alexander. John B. Alexander was the one that told me that he was, that he was dead. And I was like, yeah, sure he is. You know, no, oh, nobody to, you know, change his wiki. <laughs> and, mm-hmm. and then he said back to me, those who do not know that they do not know are fools. And so oh. I said something even worse back to him, you know, <laughs> I said, well, I once was blind, but now I see motherfucker. and and then i blocked him but um you know i didn't know who he was and i was like why is this guy on my friends list right because i am 11 from stranger things and i know stuff and i i work really hard on stuff and i i'm able to piece together certain things and when they actually come together and they show to fruition um it's pretty astounding yeah i mean this is like my, and I, of course I know this is like you know a serious subject, but this is like my favorite thing to research because it's just when you realize the degree of separation is closer than what you think. Oh you yeah, you know, it's it's so close, like from you know Epstein to yes to everything that we you know we seen to Hollywood entertainment is just so closer than what you think. So. I'm currently working with Megan Walsh, daughter of John Walsh, America's Most Wanted. Mm-hmm. I'm working with her for a year, researching her father. Her father just took her three children and then had her five-day-old baby taken by DCF under basically fraudulent uh, charges because of who he is. He works with sheriffs. He works with CIA. He works with the presidents. He works with uh, Scotland Yard, uh, with uh, Mossad, with FBI, CIA, NSA, DARPA, you know, works with pretty much every every agency on the planet and the reason why i believe it happened was because she started researching the death of her brother adam and then she asked her dad hey dad do you have any ties to epstein Hmm. and then when we then when i'm researching some of the people that give to national center for missing exploited children one of them is l brands and that is lex wesner Les Wessner. I keep calling him Lex because I think he's the real Lex Luthor. (laughs) (laughs) And so he was the, when people don't know, he was the founder, the funder for Jeffrey Epstein. And he also, uh, what's it? Angels, uh, uh, Victoria's Secret. Victoria's Secret. Yeah. A lot. Yeah. A lot of the, uh, you know, fashion industry, I think is in that too. Cause even just like this past week, um, Bradley Cooper is now all cuzzled up with uh Uma Howard. Aberdeen. Uma Aberdeen and Uma Aberdeen right. was like the right hand to Hillary Clinton. So it's like So it's John Cusack. Yeah, so John Cusack was his humor. See, and then the whole Anthony Weiner thing, and then you know so. seriously change your name, dude. That's <laughs> <laughs> war. No, please just yeah. you know, and then you got Geraldo in there pulling in Anthony Weiner. 
you know, a couple years ago, posting naked pictures of himself on Twitter. Right. Oh yeah, I remember that. Oh. But it's like all this the same stuff, and then the the hunts like uh, Anthony Weiner has a a laptop. Hunter Biden has a laptop. Like the act the the degree of separation is way smaller than what you think. So yes, and so we have a president of the United States now who's compromised us with the CCP and with he he's in bed with the Ukraine with biolabs out there, which were funded by the United States through the connections with Burisma through uh, Hunter. And then Hunter's out there winging his dingling. And, you know, I mean, seriously, put some clothes on it, man. You know, and just sliding down slides and, you know, sitting there with his crack pipe. Do you realize that he was the only person that I have ever heard of that got kicked out of the Chateau Marmont? It kicked him out. And the, and the heads of the entertainment industry was like, hey, if you want to have an affair, if you want to have a liaison with a little boy, if you want to kill somebody, want to do a snuff film, hey, come to Chateau Marmont. And, right. you know, yeah. he's there, you know, cooking crack. I mean, Jesus. What? You know, cooking crack in his room. And they, they were like, no, you can't come here anymore. I'm sorry. You know, mm. we're going we're gonna to kick you out. We can have murderers and stuff like that, but you're giving us a bad rep. That's awful. Yeah. So... <clears throat> So Penny, um, what can you say to like the whole? I mean, obviously, like the government or whatever uh, intelligence agencies run like a organized crime syndicate. Like, is there any like you know underground mafioso ties to everything that we see with this? Yes, whole- the the Vatican, in my estimation, which runs a majority of uh, the world, I believe, they're the mob. They're run by the mob. So the five families, um, they're just, you know, mob factions. We've always had, you know, since Jesus' time, the Pharisees, right? Those that had the cashola or that have, you know, the land or whatever it was that was of value at that time, those individuals were the elite. They were the controllers of the world. So nothing's changed since that time and this time. That's just, you know. Uh, the five families coined the phrase, you know, um, organized crime, because apparently the criminals weren't organized. I remember when I started writing Bradford and Valentine and I wrote to the DOJ and I wanted to ask, I, I was in Lake Havasu. I got, I was homeless for a bit. And then I went, ended up at my first handler's house after 40 years, ended up spending 40 days and 40 nights in the desert with a Satan, not the Satan, but a Satan. Mm. And I was writing Bradford and Valentine. I went down to the the bridge because I used to gig down there. When I first started, I was gigging out in Parker and Havasu. So I went down to uh, the London Bridge, which the London Bridge was actually McCulloch founded Lake Havasu. He was a chainsaw guy. He went to London to get the London Bridge when it was falling down. London Bridge actually fell down. And so he got the pieces of the London Bridge and he brought them back to Arizona and he put the London Bridge in Arizona as a tourist attraction. So I started, when I went back there, I started remembering more and more stuff. So I was writing uh, Bradford and Valentine and I was writing it for James Patterson's masterclass because I literally had to learn how to walk and talk all over again. They chemically gave me a lobotomy. Oh wow. um, I was walking on a walker in adult diapers and completely erased, completely erased. I had no memory whatsoever. And so um, I'm writing Bradford and Valentine I go down to uh, research, you know, the the genesis of Lake Havasu, McCulloch at the <laughs> London Bridge. They have a little 
tourist center. I'm inside there. And then I talk to everybody because, you know, I'm an entertainer. And so I'm like, hey, here's my card. You know, my name is Penelope Shepard. I'm a writer. Would you like to read this for me and tell me if you think it's okay? This is the trailer that I'm writing for uh, James Patterson's Masterclass. And so this one lady looks at it and she goes, well, I don't really read. And she reads it. And she goes, oh, I'd read this for sure, Penny. She says, hey, I need to take a look at this. So he looks at the trailer and it's about, you know, my characters and they're in Branson. And so he reads it and it's a. Uh, Laura Dora Valentine's a DEA agent. Her sister is Faith Esperanza Valentine. She's a world reporter. And then Chance Valentine is a singer. So all three of those characters are me because I've done all those things. So um, I say that they're in Branson. And uh, he said, I say they're inter interceding between the CIA, the FBI, and Interpol. He says, why are you using Interpol? I go, I don't know. I couldn't think of another agency. So he says to me, why don't you try the MOCIC? And so I make a joke. And I say, like, M-O-U-S-C? He says, no, Penny. You know, <laughs> Google it. So I say, okay. So I look it up. It's a multi-organized crime investigative commission. It's tri-state <laughs> organized crime commission. I didn't realize I was being followed by the CIA and the NSA wherever I went. My entire wow. Life, right? So, um, so I look it up. And then I say, all right, well, I'm going to change Interpol to the M-O-C-I-C, but I have to actually contact the agency and see if it's okay. So then I contact the agency and I... I talked to Les Kerr, who is in, he's in Springfield, Missouri. And I say, I explain a little bit about it. I say, can I use the acronym? And he's like, well, I don't know. And he transfers me to another person. And then when I pull into Branson, because I go to Branson twice, I pull into Branson, Les calls me. Now he had told me that they weren't, uh, I was told they weren't operational, meaning they're not boots on the ground. So they wouldn't show up at a crime scene, right? Mm -hmm. Which, you know, Interpol would, but MOCIC would not. So what is he actually telling me when he calls me when I roll down 76 on Country Boulevard in Branson? He's telling me that they're watching me from a sack. Mm. Wow. Yeah. Now, have you ever like like actually caught them watching you? Oh yeah, I know. I know that they followed me, but I I was with these people. My husband was a sergeant. A retired sergeant, so I was being watched by him for 25 years. Oh, wow! And I was also using activities. So they gave me from one handler to another. So after I leave Darrell, then I'm given to Steve Zenos, which his name means stranger. So <laughs> Get out of here! <laughs> so of course I marry him. You know, he's a guitar player. All right, I'm a singer. He's a damn good guitar player too. So I meet him out in Lake Havasu. They switch him up. Right here comes you know Darrell's out. Okay, throw Steve in. But he had to be a very good guitar player because if he was a shitty guitar player, I would have said, hey, F off, right? <laughs> right. But he was a good guitar player. He played like Eddie Van Halen. Mm -hmm. He played with heart, okay? So, Eddie. I mean, he didn't actually play with the band heart. He played with heart. <laughs> <laughs> and so when I, when I end up marrying him, I don't know that I've just married an agent, a deep state agent. I don't know really anything about him. In, in those days, we did not, you know, I didn't, I had a beeper that I wore on my jacket, you know, but I was going to get a phone call. You had to beat me. I pull off of the freeway and find a telephone booth like Superman and get in there and call, <laughs> you know? So, I mean, th those were days where we didn't have cell phones. You tell children that now they're like, wow, how old right. are you? Yeah. <laughs> right. I didn't have a cell phone. Oh my God. Yeah. The, the cord didn't go that far. Right. <laughs> <laughs> The core didn't follow me when I was in the car. So, Let me ask you something, Penny. Um, so with everything that like you've you've gone through, everything that you now know, like 
I could I find it hard to imagine like like are there points and times like where you f- still feel like fragmented because like it's like that is a lot to possibly you know to go through and it fragmented? seems like in- no I mean it's a personality now but as in like my memory yeah yeah okay I'm still trying to I will be 105 still picking up the pieces mm-hmm. it's not a song. Pick up the pieces. Yeah, it is. Yep. Um, Pick I up the pieces. Um, I, I was actually trained first in jazz. So um know a lot of different jazz jazz greats. Um, played with George Benson once at a party. It was at uh, Tracy Austin's house. She was a tennis star, which my husband, Steve, grew up in Rolling Hills. He grew up in Palos Verdes. He went to Rolling Hills. And then his parents were teachers, but they were actually... Uh, they're actually Greek mob and also they became psychologists so they have been in psychologist practice for 38 years and then I found out this last year that they were working with Dr. Jolie West who um, he ran UCLA psychiatric uh, department he was like the dean of the teaching uh, facility at UCLA since uh, 69 to 89 and Jolie West was an MK Ultra handler who killed an elephant with LSD. He worked with Sidney Gottlieb, who was biowarfare, and Alan Dulles, who was the head of the CIA under JFK. So they worked with Jolie West. And I, I didn't know any of this stuff. And so it's just weird. Everything, like we always have the saying, like everything is connected. Like literally yeah. everything the is separation tied is in. so close. Yeah. Like it's it, it, there's no separation. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Yeah. Only separation is just between you and your mind. You know what yeah. I'm saying? And that's I, crazy. I, I tell people, you know what? Uh, my story is my story, which I'm finding out. So I'll be researching my story for the remainder of my life, trying to fit together pieces of stuff that was missing um, from when they, you know, I was raped. I was drugged. I was chained. I was caged. I mean, I can, I know those times. I know, you know, a lot of them, not all of them. Um, right. You know, there's memories that are coming back to me. I didn't know. I didn't remember that I was molested by my father. Mm-hmm. You know, that took uh, many years as to that's, you know, part of what they do, the indoctrination. So now when I'm going backwards and then I find my mom was gay. So why'd she marry my dad? Right. And so my mom was in nursing school, and here's the, one of the ties to the Duffer Brothers. My mom was in North Carolina, so I don't, I'm not sure where she went to nursing school, but I know she was in North Carolina. So I think she went to um, Duke University because I have these feelings about Duke University. And um, she went there, so she had my brother Rob in 52. So uh, she was born in 30, so in 40 she would have been 10, in 50 she would have been 20. So at 18 or maybe younger, she goes back to North Carolina, goes to nursing school, then she has an affair with this woman. She gets caught, then she ends up with my dad, and who is in Germany, and then they go to New York with her girlfriend. So I think my mom was actually volunteered for MK Ultra, just like in Stranger Things, uh, Terry Ives, who is the mother, volunteers for MK Ultra. And I believe that my mother volunteered for it because she was gay, right? So the whole marriage was a cover story for her and then also a cover story for whoever my, whatever agent my dad was because it was weird that my handler, Darrell, he wants me to get back with my dad who I hadn't seen since I was like 15 
I thought he was out of state. He was 20 minutes away in Opelika where there was a CIA, um, CIA like covert operation going on at Opelika airport. Hmm. Wow, so, that sounds like uh, Mev and uh, the boys. You guys see that show? Like, yeah, uh, the yeah, boys, that's yep. that's yep. one of the cover ups. She uh, she was gay. She once she she found out that she was this superhero and uh, superstar. That that's one of the things that they cover up with her being gay. Just hearing yeah. you say that about your mother, just just you yeah, know. you know. And then I found out it was actually I. She's my best friend. I call her Susie. Uh, I call her my sister. And uh, we have the same abilities. So she can start storms and she can, you know, dispossess demons. And, you know, she can see things that happen in the future. She has dreams that come true, like the next day, stuff like that. Oh, wow. Um, and then I remember when my last handler, who sex trafficked me out of the crazy house because I became declared enemy of the state under James Clapper. And I was asked, do you want to end up like Stone and Assange? I'm like, what the hell are you talking about? How would I end up like Snowden and Assange? I'm a singer, for God's sake. <laughs> mm-hmm. And then I was told, you don't know what you know until you know it. And I was like, oh, my God, please. You know, not more parables. <laughs> you know? And then I started finding out what I knew. And then when I was locked in there and I found out that my family are Hitler's, Eichmann's, Mengele's, and Spears. Oh, my. My mom was a Hitler baby. Right. Oh wow. And I'm locked up with 60 crazed, drugged people trying to kill me. And friggin' ill and annoyed. I'll never go back there if I don't have to ever go back there, please. You know. So, so this is this is not because, like, I I know like a lot of um those uh um from you know Mangalays and you know Hitler they like kind of ran to like Florida, South Florida. Yes, they did. Okay, and that's so. where. So that's where um. The project, the paperclip project that I was born into, I was born in Hollywood, Florida. Right. If you look at Hunters on Amazon, it talks a lot about that, too. What's Hunters? Hunters is a show on Amazon with with, uh, Al Pacino. Oh, I saw that. Yeah. It 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 really creeped me out. Yeah. Mm -hmm. De Niro went to uh, Stella Adler's conservatory, too. Those two are thick as thieves. I was studying Stella Adler. And then when I'm starting, so then I recontact with John. And he's like, hey, you have too much uh, personal stuff on your LinkedIn. I'm like, what? You know, I just said I'm I'm writing a book and I'm thinking about getting divorced. How personal is that? Now it's very personal. Mm-hmm. Now it says I'm the actual 11 from Stranger Things. And so then when I start researching, um, when I'm in the crazy house, the lady that cleans the toilet says to me, hey, you need to watch Stranger Things. And, you know, everybody in this world is important. There's no piece of the puzzle that's too small. So I listen to her. I don't want to, but I do. And then I watch it and I start crying because I realize that little girl is me. And I wow. and I send an email to Darrell, who, of course, doesn't answer. I say, I know that's me. And um, my mom shaved my head until I was like in seventh grade. And um, and the dress that she's wearing, that pink dress. I was like, oh, my God, I had that dress when I was three. Hmm. When, when she when she left. Right. Yeah, when she's wearing that, no. So I got a question about that. Give her a pink the dress, dress. Yeah, the yeah. dress she got from Nancy. Right. Okay. They give mm-hmm. her a pink dress, and it's got like this. This it's gathered here, and it has blue and yellow threads in it. And there was a picture of me when I was three with my my the sister and the two brothers I grew up with. I did not grow up with John, so of course, you know, when I meet him later on, I don't know. He's my brother. He's my agent, and I fall in love with him, have an affair with him. 
30 years later. <laughs> Guess who's coming <laughs> to dinner? Your brother. Right? <laughs> <laughs> you know. Damn. So, and of course, um, he denies it. What? Yeah. I mean, yeah. He denies that we're even related to the Baumgartner name because of like, hey, you and I, this is how I started. I go, you and I are related to the Baumgartner name because my grandmother was a Baumgartner. And my sister lied to me too. My real sister said, we don't have any Baumgartners in the family. Then when my dad died in 2005 in North Carolina, because my family's from North Carolina, the Duffer brothers were born in Durham, North Carolina. Um, and wow. I had two twins that I was pregnant with May of 1983. The Duffer brothers were born nine months later in February of 1984. Hmm. I wow. was pregnant with twins, twin boys. I saw them. They were twin boys with blue eyes and dark hair. And Duffer hmm. brothers have dark hair and blue eyes. And they're twins. Hmm. And they were born in Durham, North Carolina. <laughs> yeah, I said we was going to say this a lot. Like, <laughs> now, they do have the technology, which many Holy people shit. say that they don't, but they have the technology to transplant fetuses, and they've had that for quite some time. And right now, you're seeing that they have the artificial womb, right? CRISPR. Yeah. Oh, yes. That's yeah. crazy. I saw that. Mm-mm-mm. Yeah, we did a whole, you know, episode on Clonade and CRISPR and all that stuff. Yeah, so, you know, Clonade is in Riverside, right? Riverside, California. <laughs> so I get taken to California where uh, John was taken there when he was eight. He was born in Buffalo, New York, but he was raised in Brea. Okay, the Brea, California. When he was okay. eight. So he's in California, right? And then I'm get, I get taken to California. And um, I, I had forgotten everything about, like, even where his office was. And I started coming out of MK Ultra. I ended up at Darrell's because they wanted to know what I was writing because I write in code. Mm -hmm. That's why mm -hmm. I freaked myself out because I was like, oh, shit, these are real people I'm writing about. Mm -hmm. Yes. Yeah. And I thought I was making them all up. So that's why I think the Duffer Brothers... They, I don't think they even know I exist. They're telling everybody, yes, this is based upon uh, off of Montauk, but Montauk was just one of thousands of projects. So when we go to Paperclip in Florida, and I'm born in Hollywood Memorial Hospital, and then when I contact Megan Walsh, I find out she's born in my hospital, and that's weird yeah. to me, right? Mm -hmm. And Hollywood, Florida is actually, was created basically uh, in homage to Hollywood, California by the developer who lived in Long Branch. Hollywood, Long Branch. yep. Yeah, so he created the Hollywood in Florida in homage to his favorite city, which is Hollywood, California. California. Then they bring all the stars down there. So what people don't understand is that Florida had more CIA agents in it than Langley. So it was running <laughs> Operation Underworld through Florida, which the underworld was working with the with the military. And they were doing this actually in World War One, and then they continued in World War Two. And they're working with the mob. And I was told that uh, Luciano, actually, they said that they were sending him back to Italy, but they sent him, he ended up in Cuba. So he's working with Meyer Lansky, who Meyer Lansky was running operations out of the Fountain Blue Hotel. And then he was going, oh, he spent yeah. his courier to the Bahamas, to Paradise Island, to all the casinos in the Out Islands. Then Megan Walsh's dad was working in Paradise Island in the Bahamas. He was also working in the Out Islands. And they're creating straw corporations through there. So 
you've got this whole big, you know, transnational uh, criminal in, com, investigator, you know, where they're going from, you know, from the Carib Caribbean to the United States, from the Until coast of Florida yeah. to California. Yeah. So all these seaports, you know, all these little vestiges. And Florida is preferential because it's a peninsula. So there's like a thousand little inlets. And then when they develop Disneyland, they're selling um, straw corporations. I Nobody wants to know. Sitting right now. Right. <laughs> so you think Disney World is well? And I think is Disney World have a lot of ties into it as well. Yes. Yeah, yes. Yes. It does. Um, Disney was a thirty third degree Mason. I worked for Disney. Um, I was like I say, I was a singer. I sang for Disney for many many years, and then I sang on Tomorrowland stage. I sang at the Cactus Lounge. Um, you know, I did Christmas parties like every year. I didn't know what it was. I didn't know they had a 33rd degree club. I was just like everybody else. Yep. <laughs> you know, I didn't know what it was. I, I had no idea. And I played there a lot. Yep. No, man, that's crazy. So is, is there, um, any, and I'm gonna let you, uh, do your uh powerpoint too because i see okay. your powerpoint right here then too but um to to i want to ask this question is there any like um foundations that you want to point out or that we know you know what i mean that use as like a cover-up or like show companies that we can point out to to i would just basically say you need to actually examine every single uh company and then go up the scale to find out who who is puppeting that company because so obviously, like Red Cross is like, I mean, clearly yeah. the symbol. Like, yeah, yeah, <laughs> Which comes from from um, the Vatican. from the from the Knights. Yes, yeah, all the way back Templar. to the Vatican, yep. Knights Templar, and that was their, you know, their thing. But of course, we all look at it, and you know, if you really want to think about it, I mean, it's a great place for vampires to hang out. <laughs> you know, it's free food. Queen. Yep, yep. The musicians love free food. Vampires love free blood. Hello. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, Johnny Depp is in the Hollywood Vampires because he is a vampire. Wow. All right, so Penny, mm -hmm. you want to grab hold of this? Uh, yeah, so you got to pull me in there. Yeah, there you go. Okay, so where did it go? Which was the first time I try to do this? So, like, this is an experiment for us. All right, <laughs> on a second, we pull it up here and okay, push you, you over it. the side. We we over to the side and okay so um let me make this just a little bit smaller so I can see a little bit of you okay and, no we're fine do what you gotta do yeah yeah well I can't see you so I want to see if you have anything to say okay so this is the first slide where it says you know my name Penny Ellie Shepherd Agent X eleven so the X came from being Mrs Zenos okay okay Doctor X. Dr. Zenos, Dr. X. That's what they call him, Dr. X. Believe it or not, I was married to Dr. X. Got and it. Zenos means stranger. I had a band named Stranger. So there's mm. that. So Girl. I now call myself the Hollywood Dark Journalist. I report on Dave Zublik's, um Dark Outpost. I'll be off this Friday. And so this individual here is from in Canada. And he said, yes, I know that you're the actual real 11 in Stranger Things. And... Um, he made this video for me. He's called uh, the Green Mind, which is funny because that was Joseph Mengele's, a.k.a. Dr. Green. 
Mm-hmm. Um, so he, uh, and I'm going to cite um, 107 of the copyright, um, which is fair use. So it's for copyrighted information. Um, it's for the uses of uh, teaching. So mm-hmm. uh, it permits you to show some copyrighted information. So this person used some copyrighted information in this. And you might want to put that disclaimer up also. Uh, you can find it on no YouTube. No problem. Yep. No okay, problem. so here we go. Here is the dance move generator. You're going to take turns hitting this button, which will randomly select a never before seen dance move. Whoever's turn it is has to make up a dance for that move. And the best dancer wins. Finn, generator, here we go. There's going to be a performance feat. Okay, now I wanted to stop this for a moment. Um, when there are certain code words in I decode uh, the Stranger Things stuff, that's another thing I decode movies because movies are real militarized strategized intel pro, pro- offered by the love it, yes. entertainment complex. <laughs> okay, so in here, when she goes in to get the egos, I'm horrified. Everyone else is like, cool, she likes egos. But I'm horrified because I know what it means. She goes into the freezer. She gets out the ego. She's pissed. She slams the you know grocery cart in front of this guy and just smashes the window. She goes out because actually what she's saying is she's saying, let go of my frozen ovum. Wow. Because they took my ovum and my fetuses and they made babies and clones from my DNA. Whoa. Okay, here we go. Toast and waffles. I just stop it for one more second. In mm-hmm. the in the thing, they have these two characters, Robin and Steve. And Robin okay. and Steve Harrington. The Harringtons used to live next door to me, by the way, growing up. And my husband's name was Steve, and my brother's name is Robin. And Robin was okay. in the Navy, and they're wearing Navy outfits. Hmm. Just pretty much everything about this kind of pisses me off. But here we go. That account got nuked. I have that account still on IG. Okay, that's me. Okay, honey. That's me in uh, junior high school. That is Millie Bobby Brown. Okay. Take a look at her face and look at mine. She looks a lot like Natalie Portman, too. Yes, she does. Mm -hmm. Wow. That's why he laid the picture over like that. Yeah. My mother's name was Millie. Mm-hmm. 
My grandmother's name was Millie. Hmm. She painted my room green, by the way. Hmm. And then Hopper. Hopper looks like my brother David, who's dead now. So, so how accurate was this show? Well, it, it's very accurate, but it's coded. Okay? okay. So when you're seeing interdimensional beings, um, interdimensional beings actually exist. Yes, let's go. Yes, let's well, get into that. Yeah. When, you're, when you're working in deep underground military bases with advanced technology. Yes. Okay. Um, you know, these interdimensional beings are exist. So when we go back to Phil Schneider, Phil Schneider said that those interdimensional beings were, run, were the secret government. They were running planet Earth. Mm, I believe it. Okay. And that also goes to the X-Files, which we'll get into the X-Files too. Mm. These characters are composites. All right. So they're, they're composites of many different Intel agents. So I was used for sexpionage, for espionage, for covert operations, unbeknownst to me. I did not know that I was even in this project because MK Ultra also is supposed to be undetectable, unbreakable mind control, but yet I was able to break it. But it was like the longest Rift Van Winkle ever, right? I'm 58 before I find out anything. Wow. And start gaining, you know, gaining my memories back because they just erased it. They erased the, you know, juju out of me, seriously. Um, so here's, I, I put this under Agent X11. So I'm 11. That's one of the names that I'm given, which they're using me in covert operations as a child in deep underground military bases, which I think Johnny Depp was too. I don't think Johnny Depp knows that he was or, you know, whatever turned him basically to the dark side. Um, he was in my school. So that's mm -hmm. very important to me. So when I'm researching him, there's a gentleman who's on Twitter um, who was involved with the OJ case, says he was one of OJ's drivers, and he's been, um, he's been researching a lot of things about the Depp trial and Amber Heard trial, and um, there's a bunch of really quacky factions in there, which, you know, they're just some psychopathic people that are attacking both myself and this other individual. Um, and I, I, I won't name them. I won't even go into it. But um, when I, when I start researching um, the, the Johnny Depp case, it brings me deeper and deeper into finding out who I am because I find out that Johnny Depp went to my junior high school. And then I try to find out who is Johnny Depp. And this individual brought forth some information that said when Johnny Depp's father was divorcing his mother, that he went to a psychiatrist. So I'm like, okay. So, cause I'm a researcher, I research everything. And then I research, I go on, his name was like, I, I can't remember. It was like a Gari or some, some weird name. So I go and I find the, the obit for this guy. And he, he was a psychiatrist at the hospital I was born in. And, oh, wow. and then the girl says, uh, cause, cause the, there's a guy named Baracy who is a porn star who is a Hollywood fixer. And um, he's a Hollywood fixer also for Depp. So he's like saying, yes, you know, Johnny Depp's dad tried to fix the relationship. Well, I don't believe that was true. In those days, you actually sometimes had to go see a psychiatrist in order to get uh, the approval of the divorce or get, you know, custody of your kids or whatever it was. Or maybe he just went there to get some, you know, drugs because he needed some, you know, uh, Valium or something. I don't know. But I go to look at the psychiatrist and then I find out 
that on the obit, this woman's mom was like Stella. And she says, yeah, Stella used to go to lunch with this doctor and uh, Mr. West. And I'm like, Mr. West? That takes me back to that's Dr. Jolie West. Dr. Jolie West is now in Florida. So did Dr. Jolie West know me when I was a child? Because hmm. it wasn't just Montauk. These doctors were going all over the world, just like Joseph Manley did. He went all over the world to uh, do his experiments. So he's going from hospital to hospital. He went to Stanford Research Center. I have a friend of mine who's a, who has a twin who said that she was experimented at Stanford University. She's um, two years older than her. And she said she was taken there every year when she was a child. Her twin now is dead. And um, she said Joseph Mengele killed her and then brought her back to life because she wasn't compliant. So he was all over the place. He was in Florida. They were running uh, MK Ultra projects all over the world, not just at Montauk. And I believe they had more than one chair. So I was thinking that I was housed at Montauk, but now I'm thinking that I was actually remote viewing from Montauk from um, probably Homestead Air Force Base, which is not too far from where they took me when I was in, uh, in Miramar. In and that's Florida. where Johnny Depp was. Yes, in Florida. So what happened to Johnny Depp? Does Johnny Depp even know what happened to him? Because why is he at my junior high school? I don't just ask like about myself. I ask who, what, when, where, why, and how. And then I also tell everyone else, look, this is my life that I found out. So I don't need to justify it. And I don't need anybody to verify me. I'm, I know what the truth is. But I entreat you to now start looking at your family, at your family lineage, at your, at your parents, if you have any missing time, you know, at your teacher's. Um, at any military intervention because they're in every single family. They're not just in mine. Hmm. That's true. So I'll continue reading this. My name is Penny L.A. Shepard. I was born August 11th, 1958 in Hollywood, Florida into MK Ultra's Project Genesis, Subproject Eve, which that's a cloning project in case there were any doubts, into Joseph Mengele's family and into the military industrial entertainment complex. I was used by my evil deep state family for, for covert operations as a psychic soldier for espionage, ciphering, transmission of messages, sexpionage, assassinations, and other covert activities presently unavailed to me. So I will be trying to pick up these pieces, pick up the pieces for like mm -hmm. 105. I was genetically enhanced in utero and was forced to utilize certain psychic abilities under MKUltra. I was used as a covert asset, AKA agent. So people come to me and say, oh, so you work for the CIA. Let me make it clear. I never drew a paycheck from the CIA. I never drew a, from the CIA. I never drew a paycheck from the FBI, but I did work for them unbeknownst to me. I gave them information um, and I worked in a covert uh, covert facilities doing covert operations, which is why they continually erase me. So you can be erased through light. You can be erased through drugging. You can be erased through mm -hmm. hypnosis. You can be erased, erased through electroshock and reprogrammed and come back set to zero, go back home and not know, you know, it was nap time and they used you for, you know, time traveling or some shit like that. You <laughs> up and you're, you're like, Hey, I don't. I I used to be able to do sign language. How come I can't do sign language anymore? Damn. Right? There's like a little little piece that's like missing, right? So, um, Penny, do you, Penny, do you can do you think you can like tap into like some type of um, remote viewing or um, even like um, lucid dreaming or anything of the yes. sort? Yes, I do have some of these abilities. Uh, 
you know, I have abilities that are available to me, but they're not what you think. Like people are like, Hey, what, what color shirt am I wearing? I'm like, Hey, F off. Okay. <laughs> not a dog and pony show. Okay. Uh -huh. You know, it's not like that. It's like when my friend Chet Swift was murdered and God basically told me, don't get in the car with him. I was mad at him and I didn't get in the car, but I had these clocks and I bought these clocks and I finished putting them on my wall after I'd been followed and they wanted to know if I was going to go see my sister Susie, who was with Chet, involved in a shooting in which Chet was murdered on our ranch, which was Camp Swift. His last name was Chet Swift, and he was related to Taylor Swift, and he died on Camp Swift, and he looked like Eben Swift, who Camp Swift was named after, and Camp Swift was a German POW internment camp. And wow. Chet, his commanding officer, was Michael Aquino. He was in the Air Force. He ran point and recon. He was uh, 79, or I'm sorry, 73 to 93. He ran uh, eight or nine tours in Southeast Asia. He ran security details. He was training DEA and cadaver dogs with his dad when he was 10. So he had been, you know, fully prepped for going into the military. He went in um, and did special forces. And he was special ops. Uh, he was in Germany. Uh, he was special ops for the Queen of England, for uh, Chancellor Cole of Germany, for Princess Margaret, for Nixon. I've got a picture of him in front of Nixon's plane. For uh, He said for Elvis, who's going to get a job at the White House under Michael Cavanaugh, who Michael Cavanaugh recently uh, died. They said he had a remote heart attack, and allegedly Corey Good was there. So that's kind of interesting. But I digress. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, I was genetically enhanced in utero. I was forced to utilize certain psychic abilities under MK Ultra. What I was going to say was at the end of this, before Chet died, I ordered 10 clocks and I put 10 clocks on the wall and Chet died at 10 o'clock that night. Oh, wow. That's how it works. It's not like, hey, what color shirt am I wearing? You know, just really don't. <laughs> you know, it's not like that. It's like knowing things in advance, and it's not just a knowing. I don't just rely on a knowing or my intuition, which they tell you uh, everyone has extrasensory abilities. Everyone has telepathic abilities. Absolutely. Everyone has these abilities, but they tell you when you're a kid, if you have these abilities or you're hearing something in your head, you're schizophrenic. If you're hearing somebody's voice, mothers have it all the time. They hear their children. That's not schizophrenic. You actually have telepathic abilities, but they tell you that it's not real because they're lying to you. Everyone has these abilities. You just need to enhance them and trust your gut and know, and then do the research too to verify, hey, is there any validity to you know some of these things? But then after a while, you start understanding how it's used. When, when I was, got sex trafficked out of the crazy house, there was a, he was a commander at the DAV, which is Disabled American Veterans in uh, Chicago. And I uh, met him at a Starbucks and I was angry because he was late. And I said, I'm so mad. And it wasn't just because of that. I said, I'm so mad I could pick my car up and smash it in the window. And he said, please don't. <laughs> and I was like, what? What do you mean, please don't? Can I do that? <laughs> Damn. And then also I started a storm. And I didn't know I started the storm. But people at the Starbucks, the people at the Starbucks was like, Penny, did you start the storm? So I was at a Starbucks in Wisconsin and I pretty much I thought I was finding out all these bad things about John. So I text him and I said, I'm pissed with five thousand S's and one T. And he says, um, why? 
And he knows that's going to make me even angrier. And I say, because all my family are psychopaths and criminals and you're one of them. And then I say, crawl back in the hole you crawled out of. And I've been praying for a tornado all day long for Branson because Branson's very evil. So the lights go off in the Starbucks and the police come, the fire trucks come and an ambulance comes. And I've been reading from a script from Supernatural, which I've learned not to do that anymore. <laughs> That's like just so bad. I can't even say. Pretty good and, show. Yeah, because it, it's real. <laughs> They're actually doing real spells. Oh, wow. So um, I'm when everything goes out, the people in the Starbucks come over. They say, Penny, did you start the storm? That's like, really? I go, I don't know. They go, no, seriously, did you start this storm? And I go, I don't think so. I was praying for a tornado. She goes, they go, you've been praying for a tornado all day long. Did you start this storm? And I'm like, I was praying for a tornado in Branson, you know? And they go, really? Because I think you missed your mark, you know, because this one's all over Chicago and it starts, it shut down Capitol Boulevard. Midwest, yep. And so I said, well, I think it's time for me to go. So I called my handler. I said, I'm coming to see you. But I was so upset. When I got in the car, I got in and I was crying. And the more I cried, the harder it rained. And I was really angry. And I put my hand in front of the, the windshield and I said, I want all the cars off the freeway. And all the cars got off the freeway hmm. and I was alone. And then George called me and said, did you start this storm? I, I said, I wish everyone would stop asking me that. I go, can I do that? He's like, yes, you can. I knew it was you because when I saw the lightning, I fell to my feet. And I knew it was you. That's why I'm calling you. He says, slow the car down. I go, I'm not going fast. I go the speed limit. Besides which, there's no cars on the freeway, George. <laughs> and then he says, I say, I don't think I can stop the storm. I say, I want the planes to fall from the sky, but I don't want them to hurt any good people. I just want the evil people to just be destroyed. And I want the planes to just smash. And... I was crying harder and harder and harder. By the time I got to see him, I stopped the car, stopped my truck, and I dropped my keys in his hand, and the storm stopped. Hmm. Wow. I didn't know I could do that, but I'm not the only one that can do that. It's a kinetic energy. We are all energy. Mm -hmm. Every single person on this planet is made of electricity. Absolutely. If you get angry enough, which is what they do to you in these programs, when they're raping you, they're locking you up, they're trying to tell you, you know, kill, kill the cat. You know, I wouldn't kill a cat. I don't. Is really it, and it's like crazy, that. just like in Stranger Things, Eleven is at her strongest whenever she's like at her angriest. But not just Stranger you know? Things. Think about like a lot of the heroic movies, like when they want someone to reach their full capacity, they want them to like to remember some traumatic trauma that they had in their past to yeah. get them to reach their highest peak. Like uh uh Mag uh what's his name? Uh Magneto on X-Men. Somebody asked me if I was gonna actually open a school for X-Men. <laughs> like seriously, I don't have any money. They took everything from me. You know, right. they took my they took my houses, they took my pictures, they took my clothes. I'm like I feel like Jesus, you know. Took everything and sold it. They took my studios, you know. I took everything. And then I ended up disabled where I couldn't remember anything. I had to learn to walk and talk all over again. Hmm. So is, is there, um, 
Cause like obviously we talk about um in like popular like new age culture we talk about Epstein and Ghislaine Maxwell. What what do you think? Like what is your estimate of like how this outcome is going to come about? Because uh people are not really happy about um the deciding of you know these big you know popular culture. Uh, yeah, I don't think we're going to be availed of any truth to tell you to tell you the truth because mm -hmm. there's two people that you know one disappeared, which I I don't actually think he's dead because he gave billions of mm. dollars to scientists who are cloning, mm. um, and you know and that's not you know we can only speculate right because we weren't there, but they said that he was taken out of his cell at one time point and then brought back to his cell. Who was actually brought back to the cell? Was it a clone? Where would he you know possibly be? Um, you know, but these people are just they're the tip of the iceberg why are none of the procurers being prosecuted where what happened to there and we're not just talking about children that were sex trafficked we're talking about children that were disappeared and murdered or maybe you know they're still in they're still being held in some deep underground military base being experimented on and tortured and you know we'll never see the light of day or they're somewhere in you know some some other uh you know caged environment in in someone's home or they're being you know sex slaved throughout you know the universe or taken to another planet i don't know disappeared do you think do you think a lot of the um these well not think but do you think of like a lot of these young ladies that are being like kidnapped right now they have a lot to do with this as well yes um there's a one individual who's um i'm friends with her mom um her name is ali carter have you heard of her mm -mm. Mm -mm. um google her um she says she was under the getty she's actually she was in california i told her she needed to leave i gave her where my brother's address was she's very familiar with the riverside uh area which you know he's out there Allie Carter has been speaking about being sex trafficked with, with Jay-Z, Beyonce, um, and then another individual, Madison Marquette, is talking about being sex trafficked by Biden and by the pastors who I know, the pastors. And when I start, here's here's how the writing works. Is there any uh, connection with uh, Gabby Patino? Um, you know, I don't know. Uh, okay. Gabby Patino, Petito and Laundry were both from Long Island. Cause I know, like, when they would start um, fishing out um, her remains, there was a lot of different other, you know, buys they were uncovering, which was. I think she was most assuredly sex trafficked. Um, you know, maybe uh, again, but like that whole little like canyon area, they were like finding other people's remains out of that. You know, what I mean, that were missing for years, and so it was, right. it was just weird to me. Well, maybe that was a, a human sacrifice point in which Brian took her there. But, you know, uh, John Walsh came out and just basically said, hey, you know, he should kill himself, which you should never say that ever hmm. on air. You know, he promoted and incited violence, um, yeah. you know, which that was wrong. And then Dog the Bounty Hunter jumped on board mm -hmm. and then started going through. I was like, oh, God, Dog is here. You know, <laughs> shit. You know, dog dog made the rounds. Is that his helicopter? Does he have a helicopter? 
you know, um, and so he starts draining the swamp. And then, of course, the parents go there and, and then they find the kid, which they look for him out there before. But the parents go there and now all of a sudden they can find him. Right. What a coincidence. So um, if you who who's running the um, the uh, chair? Remy. Uh, Remy. Is. Remy. OK, because I, I have a couple more slides that I want to um, show. Yeah. OK. Definitely. Kind of mm. monopolizing everything, aren't I? Yeah. <laughs> oh, no, no, no. You're good. <laughs> I mean, it's a lot of this, like, I mean, from the conversations that we have, especially on our show, like, this is like it taps directly in with everything that we always uh, talk about, especially like when you talk about the movies and how they like are like so now like even like now like if i'm watching movies with my kids they hate it because i'm really dissecting and i'm like how does this connect from this to that and to how we you know to our reality and they don't they don't think that like they think i'm crazy but i'm like no this has to mean something you know especially like with the marvel movies what do you think about those marvel yes, movies? the dc marvel movies are real so mythos is real so you know um the the whole thor thing is real as a matter of fact i was talking about it when we we're talking about the multiverses because i started watching flash and um flash talks about the multiverses it talks about time travel right. um and uh i was talking about that in in conjunction with cern you know mm -hmm. what is cern doing is cern engendering dark matter oh, and wow. then bringing dark entities in mm -hmm. through the dark matter we were talking about that yeah where they held me they held me um 45 minutes from fermilab Fermilab is the second largest large hydrogen collider, um, which is in the United States, and it's in Illinois. Did you know that? No. I didn't either until I got locked up and I had a lot of time on my hands. <laughs> wow. Too much and, time on my hands. And they, and they actually, like, use these for, like, time traveling and everything. Well, um, they say that it will open a black hole, and a black hole if you go to the, the premise of Stephen Hawkins, Stephen Hawkins basically said, don't do it because you could essentially explode the world. Mm. And people are like, oh, no, let's do it. And, you know, and what are they doing at CERN? If you watch any of the CERN openings, it's just all satanic stuff. I mean, you just look at it and your your mouth drops. You're like, what are they doing? Yeah. It's like little Nas Satan shoes starts out as like this harmless, um, you know, cowboy dude and the next thing he's doing a strip dance with you know a pole dance with satan upside down twists his head off yeah and, and put the crown on you're like wow yeah. and then and then he's selling his little nice satan shoes with blood in them and they uh you know of course miley cyrus buys the first pair they sold out in like <laughs> you know probably 60 seconds or six 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 seconds i don't know <laughs> <laughs> oh that's hilarious <laughs> Oh man! And so, like, so sorry, but yeah. That's okay. So Fermi, I was gonna say, um, Fermilab, I, yeah, I heard y'all. Can I um, can I reshare my yep. screen because I've got a couple more slides that I want to um, go through. Um, so I'll just end end with this one. I was genetically enhanced in utero and was forced to utilize certain psychic abilities under MK Ultra. I was used as a covert asset, aka agent. My agent names were Eleven and X. Hence, I go by Agent X Eleven. Also. Um, uh, Penny is short for Penelope, which the AKA for Penelope is L, which that is 
11. That's what, that's what they, she goes by L and also my birthday is on August 11th. So anybody that wants to send me a present <laughs> on August 11th, yep. <laughs> um, I, got you. I was erased after all missions, much like Jason Bourne in the Bourne identity. Only I never volunteered. So I will be examining Jason Bourne too, because I started researching, um, JLo and, uh, Oh God, who's just Mary. Um, ben Affleck. Ben Affleck. Yes, Ben Affleck. And then I started researching Ben Affleck, who was in Argo, and also after Goodwill Hunting, he ended up at Camp David hmm. with Clinton. Wow. Right. So, who is Ben Affleck? I'm gonna I'm gonna continue that not this week, but next week on the Dark Outpost. So, here are some of the things that I did in the entertainment industry. Just a few pictures that I could mm -hmm. get. You know. Um, this is me on my 10th anniversary when I married to my second husband on the Hornblower. When I went above, uh, above ground, they basically, uh, above the, on the ship, they started taking film. All these people I didn't even know, they were taking film of me and, and snapping pictures of me. And I was like, wow, this is weird. So I wonder who actually the captain was, you know. Um, I did this. It was Mission, Mrs. Mission Valley. And the only reason I did it was because um, I wanted to volunteer for Ronald McDonald House. My band wouldn't come down to San Diego. So I wanted to give the kids something so that they would think somebody special came to see them. That's the only reason I did that. Um, and then this is Mrs. Uh, USA Rose. And this is my band Stinger. Uh, that's me. And uh, so I say I was sex trafficked and used in the military industrial entertainment complex, which I worked within for almost half a century as a singer, model, actress, and writer. Additionally, I worked as an executive assistant in major corporations. I was also a technologist who worked in the legal arena. And also at one time I ran my own legal business. I have a BS in business, which is exactly what it says, BS <laughs> and technology <laughs> and an MA in education and a minor in, minor in psychology, which I say I should have a major in psychology from, you know, all the bullshit that I went through. Uh, my first handler was a man named Darrell, who I found out in 2017 is the son of Albert Speer, Hitler's minister of war. This is me and his band, Big Business, which I say that's my Russian guitar player. Never and my seats. drummer is behind me. And this is my bass player who knows Alice Cooper and has snakes on his wine in his bistro in Chandler. Mm. It's not like I don't like him <laughs> or anything. It's <laughs> just a really long story. Yeah. Uh, you know, you get jaded. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, so this is Darrell, and that's Albert Spear. Wow. Albert Spear, Darrell. Okay. Albert Spear, Darrell. And then this is uh, the guy yep. who's who's playing Brenner, right? And every time I see Brenner, I want to say Brennan because there's a woman named Jesse Zabotar who said she was trained by a Nazi named Carcock with Mike Lacchino and John Brennan, who was head of the CIA under Obama, right, mm. <laughs> in Rockford, Illinois. And I was held 30 minutes from there for a year in a crazy house. It's messed it up, was, dude. Yeah. Messed up. I can't even say it. Mm. Um, now, this is Steve. Zenos means stranger. Look it up. Mm -hmm. I was Mrs. Stranger. I'd like to say I wasn't. But I was, unfortunately. Yeah. That's Steve, he looked like a clean-cut guy, except when I see him in high school, he looks like a Satanist. <laughs> Seriously, wow. I was like, oh, man, if I saw you in high school, I probably never would have gotten with you. That's Bob, my drummer. And then they send Steven after I leave Drill, right? Always a handler, right? And you marry your handler. So that's Steve at some somebody's wedding. I don't know. And Steve's parents taught – Steve actually went to school with um, Patricia Tate, who was the younger, I think it was named, no, Patty, yeah, Patty Tate, 
who was the youngest, uh, the youngest sister of Sharon. And they also had a Manson in that class, which I thought that was really messed up, man. Why would they have a Manson at that school? And so Steve went to pa to Rolling Hills in Palos Verdes. And then in Palos Verdes High, where his parents taught, they made a movie about two of the uh, two of the people that went there. I think it was Christopher Boyce. I always get their names confused. But the movie is called Falcon and the Snowman, about one of them that uh, worked at TRW. They sold secrets. And this is a true story. And they were arrested for espionage. They were given 40 years. And Steve bought blow from the snowman because that's why he was called the snowman right and his father also was in the industry he went to hollywood high school he was also a horn player so he was a jazz player so he, he toured with the some of the jazz greats dan getz probably and uh megan walsh's uh aunt jane toured with stan and was stan getz's lover and stan was a heroin addict and an alcoholic and apparently so was Megan Walsh's Aunt Jane. My next handler husband, Steve Zenos, was a therapist with a master's in psychology, and his friends called him Dr. X. Zenos means stranger. I was literally Miss Stranger, Mrs. Stranger. Steve ran his parents' psychological practice. Both his parents were MFCCs, that means marriage family crisis counselors, for over 38 years. They used NLP, which means neurolinguistic programming, on me. It's the most potent form of hypnosis that there is. And took my DNA. Babies and clones were made from my ovum and my fetuses. The Zenos family worked with Dr. Jolie West, you can Google that, and Margaret Singer, both MK Ultra handlers who work with Alan Dulles, head of the CIA under Kennedy, and one of the heads of MK Ultra. Mm. I've got like just a couple more slides. Mm. So then this actually came from the X-Files, okay? Um, and uh, he says, he actually coins the phrase um, military, the military industrial entertainment complex. So the X-Files are the MK Ultra Files, and they tell you that in season 11, um, I, I'm not sure which one it is in season 11 in which they, they bring that forth because they're bringing them back. It might be the very first one where they're, they show you that the MK Ultra files are the X-Files that were given from the CIA to the FBI. From the FBI, they were outsourced by a Blackwater firm, and then they were breached digitally. Wow. And then uh, they were brought back into the FBI. So they're a real thing. The X-Files started on a wiki case of xenotransplantation. Now, if you remember, I married Dr. Zeno. Dr. Venos, mm -hmm. okay. Xenotransplantation is a transfers of genetic materials from one species to another. So I married Steve, had it, he had his master's in psychology, just you know, for refreshing, and his friends called him Dr. X, and I'm a trained MK Ultra psychic super soldier. Now here's where we get more into the X-Files. My second husband that I was given to, when I left John, I'm given to this person, handed to the next handler. Look at those pictures. That's Sam. That's Sam Van Hooser. Can you see it? Yeah. Yeah. Look at those pictures, though. Okay. So that's Sam. That's David. Sam, yeah. Sam, David, Sam, David, Sam, David. So it's a little bit lighter because he went out into the sun. David probably was a couch potato and sat inside. And I found out he's a guitarist, which freaked me out, too. Hmm. Um, and then this is Sam. I, I didn't have any pictures because I took everything. I actually had to buy his yearbook on freaking eBay, save my pennies to buy it. Literally, I'm a penny, but I had to save my pennies. Bars. Right? <laughs> <laughs> so, so here's Sam Van Hoots, her second husband, handler and spy, intel agent, Carlsbad PD sergeant, retired. Sam worked with X-Files for the deep state CIA because he worked with my brother, 
John, who is deep state CIA head of MK Ultra. My second husband, Sam Van Hooser, looked like David Duchovny. He'd been a sheriff at one time, an EMT, a Carlsbad, mm. California sergeant, a trained drug recognition expert. They call him a DRE, like Dr. Dre, right? <laughs> Not even kidding. He worked on X-Files and interfaced with the entertainment industry, CIA, DIA, NSA, DEA, and FBI. Now we get a little bit further. The X-Files are based on real deep state operatives. And the individuals in X-Files are composites. That means that there's many different people that, com that comprise one of the characters. They're composites of many intel agents. So this is Gillian Anderson. That's me. Hmm. That's Irene Mengele, who married Joseph Mengele. Her name's Irene Chumby. Oh, and man. me. <laughs> and then that's Sam. And then over here is David Duchovny and Sam's son, Daniel, both in the helicopters. And me and Gillian. And then when I was looking, I went back to get my my ID from California. And I, I was going to, I got my first wedding certificate to Steve and then to Sam and um, my DBA and my name change. And um, I wanted to talk to the chief of police in Carlsbad. And so I was upset. So I Googled chief of police in Carlsbad. Well, what came up? was uh, Sean Skinner in Carlsbad, mm. New Mexico, right? So mm. if you watch the X-Files, you know. He was the head, right? Agent Skinner. Assistant Director Skinner. Yeah. yeah. Mitch Plaguey, right? Yeah. So this guy, his name is Sean Skinner. He became the head of Carlsbad, New Mexico, chief of police. He looks like Skinner. You can't really see, you know, because it's kind of small. Let me see if I can make it a little bit bigger for you and turn it up. Let me see if I can make it. Okay. Can you see it? Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay. This guy looks like him. He's got glasses on. That's you well, know, damn, yeah. that black, right. And uh, Carlsbad, New Mexico, it's surrounding region that it's a protectorate of is Roswell. Hmm. You know what Roswell is, right? New Mexico. Yeah. Right. Why don't you tell everyone what Roswell is? Well, the most uh, illustrious underground base. Yeah, that's where the first UFO crash. Yes, that's where the first UFO crash was found, and it actually uh, fostered the foundation of the CIA, the NSA. So uh, the intel agencies were always intel agencies, but they centralized them, and then it was the founding of the NSA, and then also. 10 years later, NASA, but the, it, w it had a forerunner to NASA. Uh, it was an aerodynamic uh, company, which all came out of Roswell under Vannevar Bush. So you might want to look that name, Vannevar, Vannevar okay. Bush. So here I define also, this is a Time magazine that I put together. Somebody sent it to me with the rabbit on it. And so I said, time's up, John. TikTok. Mm. And then this is my collage with uh, just some various things. Let's see if I can make it bigger. Um, and here, where that's the rabbit again, that's a picture of John. This is a picture right here, which is in, uh, it was in a church in Barrington, Illinois, in a prayer and worship room. It's an ET. Yeah, I'll send you, you that. There's like a significance between like the Midwest and the uh, other parts of the states. 
I don't know, man. I, I think that, um, let's see if I can make that bigger and move it a little bit further. Ah, that's no, not let me do it. Um, I think that, um, something really wiggy about Illinois. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah. Really, really wiggy about Illinois. Illinois, Ohio. Mm -hmm. um, this is me as a child. That's not the same dress that I had when I was really little, but my mom shaved my head. And so you see I'm wearing a pink dress mm -hmm. with the collar, but it's not the same dress, but I had that same dress. My mom shaved my head like that. So you can see it's a little bit grown out. Um, that's a little MK Ultra girl. There's another individual who says that that's her, but I... You know, I don't, it, it could be any one of us. I look at it that way. I mean, mm -hmm. it looks like me. It looks like a thousand children at that age. And I'm older that, than that individual who said that it was her. So I don't stay claim to that. Um, and then she, after I started talking to her, and then she started telling people that she was 11. And then that made me angry, like this mm -hmm. kind of angry. <laughs> That's wow. me in high school. I don't know what they did, but I was in the back of a car. And I was really angry. This picture right here is a clone of John in X-Files season 11, episode four, Lost Art of Forehead Sweat about Thaddeus Q. They, which Carl Thaddeus Mengele was uh, the father of Joseph Mengele. And then also his brother had the same name. And so that this uh, Lost Art of Forehead Sweat season 11, episode four, if you haven't seen it, you might want to watch it. They attribute the Mandela effect to Joseph Mengele. Hmm. And then uh, people within my family were actually in the Trump administration. Oh, wow. I will tell you that off air. And then this was a friend of mine who was kidnapped in Saudi Arabia, uh, actually under Brennan. Because so I showed her a picture of Brennan and she started crying. She had this face app. And um, she was held in the Saudi jail for 17 days. She's like, I was hardly tortured. Um and so she had this face app where she put, you know, her face over these different people, right? So that's me. That's my face. Oh, wow. <laughs> Spitting. So my name is Penny Ellie Shepard. I'm the real 11, born August 11th, 1958. I was raised in Ives Estates in Miami, Florida. Millie Bobby Brown plays 11, a.k.a. Jane Ives. Jane is in Jane Doe, an unknown from Ives. My mother was Millie, and she was a Hitler baby. So that's that's the end of my slideshow. Um, I just this is just my contact information. So Penny, um, we touched on a lot of things, and <laughs> to, to kind of wrap it up, it's like, um, how does like the everyday person kind of interject and um, make a difference in this type of serious conversation? Like, how, how do we... Start researching. The research yeah. will avail you of knowledge. Start researching your own family, okay? That's what I started doing. Because I'm serious. They've made movies about all of us. You just have to find out, you know, who you are in these movies. If you're like, oh, that's that person reminds me of me, you know? Start researching it seriously. Find out who in your family was in the military. Find out, you know, because these these agents are in every single family. It's not like they skipped a family and they're not in somebody's family. They're, it's an uncle or a grandfather or, uh, you know, your neighbor uh, who maybe you didn't, you know, 
find out your actual genealogy because mm -hmm. I thought I knew that my name was not my name when I was a child, which is weird, right? I knew that was not my name. So then later on in life, I asked God, what's my name? And I was praying in Escondido in Emmanuel Faith before I went to go do a country gig with a band called uh, Way Out West. And I said, God, please tell me my name. And I had just left, you know, John's employ. And he said, your name is Shepherd. Go down to the courthouse and change it and never change it again. I was like, okay, I do what God tells me to do. So I went down and I changed it. I never changed it again. I didn't understand its implications until 30 years later when um, I'm out in Illinois and I, an orchestra leader asked me to represent him. And I'm like, okay, what should I call this endeavor? Because I'm like on disability, trying to learn how to walk and talk all over again. And um, God says, call it Shepherd Entertainment Endeavors. Now, if I changed my name, it would have been Van Hooser and it would have been Van Hooser Entertainment Endeavors, right? Hmm. But it wasn't. It was Shepherd Entertainment Endeavors. The acronym is C. And I was like, wow, I really like that acronym. God, thanks, right? Because mm -hmm. that's what I do see. I do see. So I encourage everyone to see. And to, when you're doing your research, it, it works a little bit better if you believe that anything is possible. Anything that is possible is possible. Yes. And you start with that premise, and then you're going to get much further in into your research. I help people find out um, some of their genealogy just through um, through a very unusual means. I don't do uh, gene genealogy.com or whatever, you know. I don't do any of those things. Yeah, I don't do any of those. I do it the way that I had to do everything, which is basically through a back door. And, um, and then I take the names apart because I cipher them. And um, like Goldbergs would be the Golds, somebody that had something to do with gold that lived near mountains. And then, um, you know, like the Schmitz in Germany, when they came over, they became the Smiths. So genealogically, they're all linked, but maybe they maybe the Schmitz moved to, you know, another region. Um, they moved to China or whatever. Um, so, you know, I, I do it from a, a, an unusual manner. So I encourage everyone, research your own genealogy. You don't have to pay money to do this. You know, if you want some help, I can throw some things at you, but it's incumbent upon you to do the research yourself. You know, nobody lived your life. So no one's going to be, I have people that come to me and they're like, Hey, I'm missing a lot of time. I say, well, I can help you get that time. I can just tell you how I did it. And I did it through you, through writing, through research and through examination of movies, which I knew that these individuals, the characters were components of me. And, and you'll recognize it when you see it. Like I said, they're, you know, is it the archons that are in fact hey. the ones that are running everything and the archons? Cause I mean, when I did, um, I did this pilot, my band was in this pilot called, uh, PS, I love you. It was filmed at the JW Marriott and I'd forgotten about it. I thought it was just a, a failed pilot, but it wasn't, it was a television series with Greg Evigan and Connie Selica that ran for like two years. And we were in, the band was in it. Um, at the end of it. And there was a Dr. Charnel that said that she had felt Max Spears in her body. And I said, I know that feeling because I felt John in my body twice. And one of the times was at when I was with Greg Evigan um, in, uh, at the JW Marriott. Then I went back and I found the clip from it. And um, at the end of it, because they didn't, they, 
from what I could see, from the little piece that I could see, they didn't actually credit the band. But at the end of it, the um, the casting director's name appeared above my head, and her name was L. Wow. And I was like, how are they doing this? You know, am I just like, seriously, how are they doing this? I mean, a, you know, definitely a, a person in the cutting room could have done it, right? But seriously... You know, that was in the 90s. Mm. <laughs> I, I wanted to uh, ask, what do you say to someone who's basically like, who who wants to dive in, but they're just a little afraid because a lot of this is, they feel it's... Uh, overwhelming. Yeah, it's overwhelming. And they're also going against their own morals with uh, even just having a thought of a, a lot of this because this is... Like a lot of this goes against it goes against the grain, it goes against the norm. So what right. do you say to those that are afraid? Because and how do they look for it? Good question. I would say number one, if you want to know the truth, and I hate to quote the X Files, it's out there. And you can't find it. If you don't want to know the truth, then you're going to live a life under MK Ultra and and you will live and die asleep. And that's your choice. But if mm. your choice is the pursuit of knowledge and the pursuit of the truth, then um you have no fear because I say, be afraid of what you don't know. Right. You know, don't be afraid of what you're going to uncover because what you're going to uncover is literally, it will set you free. First, it's going to piss you off. Yes. You're going to cry <laughs> your ass off, you know, cry oceans of tears when you find out that, you know, that your whole family that you loved, you know, betrayed you in some capacity that they lied to you about stuff that grandpa was hiding shit. You know, I mean, the truth it will it will set you free. How do you think you're going to change your children? How do you think you're going to change society if you don't start re researching the truth and then you disseminate that truth or the ability for to disseminate that truth to your children? Unless this happens, unless it transpires, everything will stay the same. These Illuminatus will stay in power and then your children will glamorize um, actors and singers and you know, and then they'll get drugged down a satanic hole and, um, you know, it'll just be keep going around and around and around. Mm -hmm. So it's education and it starts with you and it starts with you doing shows like this so other people can see this. And then it starts with the children. And, you know, you go home and you tell your kids, hey, this crazy lady said she's 11 from Stranger Things. I actually believe her, you know, <laughs> because she's telling us that movies are real. Mm -hmm. It starts with that. Yeah, my kids are already asking me. <laughs> Tell them I said hi. Like, Wait, what? <laughs> Tell them that he said hi. Yeah, actually, my son told me this to tell you he said hi. <laughs> okay. Like, tell him I, what's his name? Jalen. Jalen. Tell him I said hi back. Gotcha. Tell him I'll give him a big hug and a kiss. <laughs> okay, so Penny, where can everybody find you? Um, okay, what can so we do to make a, a difference overall? Um, well, you guys are making a difference right mm -hmm. now. Um, and um, I tell everyone research. And if you have any questions, uh, please text my phone. I won't answer unless you're in my contacts. But I give this message out to everybody on every show that I'm on. So if you have any questions, you just text my phone. Tell me who you are because otherwise I'm going to block your ass. <laughs> um, uh -huh. And so my phone number is area code 619-779-9771. And um, text my phone, say you are, if you have any questions or if you have any intel that you want to import to me and say, hey, 
or anything that you want me to research or anything you already have researched, or if you have missing memories, if you think you might be MK ultra and I'm talking about, we all are MK ultra, mm. but like, maybe you're like maybe a super soldier, or maybe you right. have some extraordinary powers that you've, that you've realized that you have. And you're like, Hey, is this real? I will help verify that for you. If you're a targeted individual, I will help verify that there is technology, advanced direct weaponry, laser weaponry. There's voice to skull, which they implant in you. There are implants that they put in your hands, in your sex organs also, um, you know, all over your body. Um, you know, I can verify some of these weaponries. I can actually uh, put you in contact with some people that were former NSA um, and direct your, your research. But again, I'm not going to do your research for you. So the research is incumbent upon you. And when I wanted to know, I have a strong connection with God. Some people call it source. Um, I pray to, uh, the, the God of justice, righteousness, and truth. So mm-hmm. if you're seeking that, you know, then you will be getting, you'll get answers from that. If you're seeking the God of lies and deception, Hey, he'll give you answers too. And there are these disparate, uh, you know, entities that are out there that, you know, I love how you put that. They call them Satan. So like in the Bible, it's not just one Satan. It's like, they say they're legion. They are the Draco reptilians and the grays. I believe are the Satan's Satan's depicted in the Bible. And there's many other species. There's like 3000 species. As far as I'm concerned, that's what I believe. There's like 3000 species, not just a few, Mm -hmm. but if you want to, uh, co- if you want to read my blog, it's my name Shepherd S H E P A R D, and then the word Entertainment dot blogspot.com. My web isn't as updated because it's a little harder to update it, but it's Shepherd and then a hyphen, a little dash, the word Entertainment.com. My Gmail, if you prefer to contact me, my Gmail is my name Shepherd, the word Entertainment at gmail.com. If you want to watch me on Fridays, I'm on Dave Zublek's Dark Outpost from Central Standard Time from 10 to uh, 1. I'll, I'm off next week. And uh, we I talk about Hollywood Fridays because I'm a Hollywood uh, dark, I call myself the Hollywood dark journalist for the Dark Outpost. I love it, yes. And, and Penny's um, website is in its description. Um, yes, you have a friend in us anytime, you know. I love you guys. Anytime. Yeah, anytime. Yeah. anytime. I love you. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> so, yeah, um, we're going to catch you on the flip. This is overtime with the flight room. Um, please, yes, dive deep into everything that she's talking about. If you don't believe it, Google search it even more. Duck, duck, go. If you found this podcast, you probably found it on accident. because you really can't search the stuff we're talking about so thank you for joining and you know all the above thank you penny thank you boo boy cory mo keys all that we're gonna catch you on the flip peace y'all peace peace